Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to Off The Beat & Track podcast. I'm your host, Stu Whiffin, and it's another episode. It's another week. Thanks for your ongoing support, and thanks for returning to listen to to more episodes or if it's your first your first encounter with this podcast um hopefully you'll enjoy and and, and have a little look in the back catalogue so today's guest it's lovely gal porter so i've met gal many times now and um every time i catch up with gal it's never anything but fun interesting and She's just a an all round lovely lady. So when I decided I was going to do this podcast alongside the other one, um, it was a no brainer that I was going to invite Gal along. And so much of Gal's life's been documented in the in in the in the media, and it's just nice to to talk about some some other bits and pieces with with, with Gal and and get the get a bit of backstory on her upbringing and and her creativity and and the things that shaped that that career and 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 creativity so it's a it's a really nice episode and it was recorded at the book club in Shoreditch um unlike a lot of the episodes that we record at their their sister venue the Hoxton Square Bar uh, the book club has a little bit of background noise so don't let that put you off it's just people having a cup of coffee and a chat um it was a secluded room but that you might hear a little bit of rustling in the background um but it, it certainly doesn't affect the the quality of of gals gals chat so before we get on with it just a quick shout out to um, everybody over at the distraction pieces network and a big thanks to uh, my producer mr 76 big thanks to brad acton and my name is ad for artwork and video and I think that's it. I think we can just get straight on with the podcast. This is Off the Beaten Track with Miss Gail Porter. 76, drop the intro. It's Off the Beaten Track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whiffin. Right, we are recording and we are in the book club not recorded here before so you might hear a little bit of background noise because we're, we're in a little room on the side but there is music in the in the main area so it's a nice little uh, got a little beat to it this podcast so I'm, I'm enjoying that um thank you to the book club um for letting us record there uh, the book club is also the place where 
myself and, and Pippi Kins do our club night. We are lizards, so if you do want to see what it looks like, why not come down to our club night every other month? Um, but back to the job at hand, which is today's guest, lovely girl Porter. Hello. <laughs> It's so lovely to see you. You're looking very um, wonderfully fit and healthy. I'm, I'm going to take that. Yeah, take it. Thank you very much. Get on much. a t-shirt. Absolutely. I've, I, and I'm not being a t-shirt that says "I rock." And I'm not being I'm not not being complimentary to Gail because I've already told her that she looks lovely today. Oh, uh, thank uh, you so much. I did my hair especially for you. It looks incredible. <laughs> Just it like looks one incredible. And I'll tell you, before we go into it, obviously you, you brought me a lovely display of, um, I've got a buffet, so I've got some refreshers, I've got some Haribo, I've got some counters, and I've got some Lego stickers, which I will open in the duration of this podcast. Yeah, but so, you, know, you know that they were free, so I, I, I'm not going to take the, yeah, the, the thanks for that, but everything else I did pay for. Okay, it's, it's much appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> That's my worth, £2.50. Um, you mentioned you've done your hair. Before we get into it, the last time I spoke to you, yeah, you went on TV in a wig. I did. Well, it, do you know it, it was it, it was a weird thing because I got contacted by a wig company, and I've always said I won't wear a wig because it doesn't make me comfortable. But then this company, they work with a lot of people that are going through cancer, uh, chemotherapy, you know, and alopecia, and you know, there's a lot of people that don't want to be bald. Like I'm quite happy with it, and so I thought, do you know what? I'll wear it for a day and go, yeah, you can get this and, you know, put them in touch with the company. And um, it's so weird when you go in the telly box and you say to them, I'm not wearing this every day, I'm wearing it today. And then in the papers, it's like, Gail Porter wears wig forever. And you go, no, it was for a day to say, this is, you can contact me and I can tell you if you want one, you can get one. Mm. So obviously I'm not wearing it today with this being like not like visual. I definitely don't have it. But yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, you can get one. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that come up to me and say, you know, I, I'm not as comfortable as you. That was just, that was the police just leaving now. That was the weak police. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was the weak police just like behind us going, where is it? Uh, so yeah, but yeah, it was a big drama. But How did it feel going on TV in a week? Because you got you got quite emotional when you when you walked out, and it, it was on Loose Women, right? Yeah, it was on Loose Women, and yeah, I did get a bit emotional because I think it was kind of like a, a mixture of things. It's like I have not had hair for what 13, 14 years, and it was you know fun to have it and weird because I looked like the old me, and then I wasn't sure if I was comfortable or I, you know I was. It was just like a whole mix of it, and then when suddenly you walk on, and everyone's like, oh. You look so lovely, and then so you think, well, do I not look lovely without it? So it was a kind of a whole mixed yeah. bag of emotions, and you just, yeah, and also you you just don't know how to put it into words because you've got like what three minutes or something sure. to go, yeah, wig, you can get it, and then I just took it off and went home. Yeah, had a cry, listened to some music. And find me out. And then phone you. <laughs> I know. I love you. Oh, my God. I had hair. <laughs> right. Well, um, I didn't plan on talking about that, but when you mentioned oh, you'd done your hair and, and, and the last conversation we had was about that, so I thought I'd um, talk about that while I'm I... I'm worried because you've actually got a sheet in front of you. You've never done that before. No, I haven't, have I? You haven't. This is like, I feel like I'm on Parkinson, but like a really shit Parkinson. <laughs> 
I'm joking. That's the name of that's what I'm going to call this episode. Gold Porter with Shit Parky. <clears throat> no, this is the, the, the sheet of paper I have um, is just a reference to your songs. Oh, really? that, that, okay, that, you've, yeah. that you've chose. Because I didn't bring it, because I forgot what I told you. That's why I do it. I know, that's See? why you do it. That's why I told you. And I actually, like, I made a conscious effort, didn't I? Mm -hmm. And I sent you everything. You did, you did. We're super organised now. <laughs> so You are, I'm not. Yeah, I'll, I'll carry you for this bit. We'll be fine, we'll be fine. <laughs> so for track one, um, I always ask the guests, which is the song with the greatest intro? Because that obviously seems fitting that we, we start the playlist with the intro. And can you remember what you chose for this one? Was it... Purple Rain? It was Purple Rain. Oh, yes, I remembered something. I'm getting really old. I don't remember stuff. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Prince was, when I was growing up, I was completely in love with him. I just thought he's the same height as me, and he's uber talented, which I'm not. And there was just something about him. Every single song that he's done, I mean, he could, he could play everything. He just played everything. And I remember saying to my mum, I can't remember how old I was, but I was like, the first concert I'm going to is Prince. And she's like, right, fine, get on a bus and go. Birmingham or wherever I went. And then I just went, every single time he was in the UK, I'd be on a bus and I'd just be like completely starstruck. And he didn't, he didn't do shows like they do nowadays, he did a show mm. that you'd walk away from and you know there was like he had the revolving stage and he had like the car when he had the Corvette coming on and just like but I think that's what separates the likes of Prince and Michael Jackson and people like that from other pop stars because yeah. if you look at Prince and as you said he you know played all the instruments I think on the first album he wrote, produced and played all 26 yeah, instruments everything, everything. And, and let's not overlook the fact he sung it and his voice is incredible. And then you then get on stage and you can dance like... And, and have those guitars and just everything. Mm. It was like a proper... You're just like, you're, you're actually a genius. Yeah. You are a genius. Yeah. And, I, I think uh, that's undeniable. He's, he's sadly missed. And yeah, I've got every single album. I even got, you know, like... Do you remember when you used to get picture discs yeah. and stuff? I've got them as well. I've got everything. I was a proper fan. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Uh, I never got to see Prince, and never. Uh, no, and it was because because Pip's a huge Prince fan, absolutely obsessed, and uh, he's got a massive picture of Prince uh, on his wall in his house. And uh, right, right, it's not in his bedroom. No, no, it's just, just mirrors on the wall in there, just, just, just mirrors and uh, an, an array of fake beards. <laughs> just like old mirrors. <laughs> yeah. He's actually got some mirrors in his bathroom, which are fantastic. Can you remember oh, them? Goodness me, I don't want to. Do I want to know? Yeah, no. Can you remember them? Like, please, please. Them, they're, they're overhead, like overhead. They're, they're, they're above the toilet, so you can look oh, at yourself while you're having a wee. Oh my god! You can only look at your face, obviously. Why would you want to do that? Because. Oh no! Can don't, they can't be an answer to this. No, it's 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 pretty <laughs> decent. So. Know them like retro mirrors that used to be able to win at fairgrounds that were like red and silver, yeah, but with yeah. like a celebrity's sort of silhouette type and thing on it. I never won one. Did you win one? No. I got an F I, in goldfish. I had one. Fish. I had one of the Fonz, right? <laughs> I love the Fonz. <laughs> it's the coolest, right? Yeah, of course. Pip's got Travolta, Saturday Night Fever, Mirror. I mean, that's pretty that's cool. Pretty cool. That that warrants pride of place but above your urinal. I told you, you I interviewed Travolta, so I am um, one up on Pip. Did you did you talk about that on our podcast, Travolta? Yeah, you forgot, didn't you? Yeah. Did you? I don't think you did. Did you not? Yeah, no, I did. I interviewed him. 
Which one? Oh, of course, that's when you talked about doing the, the, yeah. the duet with him. Yes, we sang. When, we sang yeah, together. Because you sang it in the school play and then, and then bought it up with him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How funny is that? So, Pip, I win. <laughs> but, yeah, I like to see the mirror, but not in the bathroom. That's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but do you know what? Every time I go in there... It's what, in the of, toilet? Well, every time I'm... I go around Pip's quite a bit, so, you know... All right, I just let you just, like, hang out in his toilet. I just think I'm going to go and have a wee and, like... And, Obviously, you take a selfie. I know, but the thing <laughs> I keep thinking, I want to take a photo of that, but then I also think, hmm, what if I take the photo and I catch me knobbing the reflection in the mirror? <laughs> Just Instagram it, mate. No Just one needs to see that. It. Could that be the only time I could make John Travolta look uncool? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, All right, look, we'll get on a track two because we're going to keep yeah, with the, the, the Prince theme uh, on this. And, and it was the first song that you remember having an emotional impact on you, and you went for When Doves Cry yes. by Prince. And, uh, and so, in regards to that, like, how did like, Prince have an emotional sort of um, effect on you? In what way? Joyous or like, reflective? Or can you remember how it made you feel? I think it was more reflective than anything. Well, obviously, it was just I was completely overwhelmed by his talent, and every song I listened to, you know, you know, you can listen to an album and you go, yeah, well, track five was great, track seven was great. You listen to everything Prince does, and you're just like, you've done nothing wrong at yeah. any point whatsoever. There's nothing that you can say is shit. And um, so, yeah, I, I just kind of had that. And then... How old was you when you, when you oh sort of gosh. heard Prince? Like? I can't remember. I was probably maybe, gosh, maybe like 14 or 15 or something yeah. like that. So they're kind of important years, right? That's yeah. when you kind of sort of... This is when you, you're kind of going through that, I hate everyone. Yeah. But you don't really, but you yeah. just say it. You go, I love you, but I hate you. And then you, you sort of turn to music. So I was going through the Smiths, and that was my depressive stuff that I was doing. And then you go to Prince, and he'd kind of do... He'd make you think and make you cry, but also make you extremely happy at the same time. Whereas the Smiths would never do that. No. <laughs> They're never going to make you smile at any point whatsoever. Well, so. I, know, I know you like the Smiths. Yeah. Um, I did. You did, okay. Um... Why is that? Is that because of the, 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 some of the dumb shit that Morrissey can say now? Or, or yeah. he, he, he said some ridiculous shit, Morrissey. Yeah, it's kind of like sometimes, you know, when you've got an idol, you never want to meet them. Yeah. And also, just don't speak. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and uh, Gal, I'm, I'm smothered in Smith's tattoos, and it's. They're, 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 Have you? Should yeah. you? Where? Oh, but that's beautiful. Uh, no, thank you. I've just uh, seen him naked, by yeah, the way, everyone. That's it. I've got, I've got, I've got Morrissey's eyes and nose just, just above my penis. Uh, uh, <clears throat> and I've just seen it. <laughs> I mean, not directly. I reflected it in a mirror of uh, John Travolta. <laughs> but um, but it, we've, I, I've had to sort of separate the Smiths' music from, from, Morrissey. from Morrissey because I love the Smiths. Um, yeah, I mean, but, it, was, it was amazing. But it's just sometimes when people get... I don't know, just have these idealistic, you know, thoughts that they, they want to just tell everyone, like, this is how I... F which is fine, that people do that, but sometimes they just talk utter shit. Yeah. And then it kind of puts you off the music. Yeah. And I... Do you know what? I think sometimes 
I don't know. I, I kind of like musicians to do their thing. Yeah. And just go. This is how I am. Yeah. This is my music, and this is a fabulous. Yeah. And then you can just go with it. And then I think music is one of those things that you take into your heart and you make it your own thing. Yeah. So when suddenly people start like mouthing off about and stuff I, that you no, don't really want to listen to, does that make sense? Completely. And and I think a lot of that is is magnified because with people like Morrissey and Michael Stipe and the, you know throughout the 80s and early 90s and stuff like that, they were very elusive you know they, they weren't big talkers to the press and, I think that, well, that's and the so thing. that mystique I, builds yeah, exactly. an interest in anything they say so when they do say stuff now I think it's just so magnified and, and well I think, I think that if, if they want to say stuff like that say it to your mates yeah don't yeah. put it out there because you know you've got a, a wonderful yeah. career and people are loving your music. Yeah. Don't kind of. Well, I mean, obviously, people want to make statements about certain things, and if it's extremely relevant, yeah. then of course. But if you're going to talk utter bollocks, yeah, you just go to the pub. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, going back to your, your your early days, whereabouts was you born? I was born in Edinburgh. Okay. Edinburgh. We spoke about Edinburgh a lot, haven't we? You yeah. gave me lots of pointers on, on where to go when on my yeah, on my yeah. recent road trip to to Edinburgh. You sent me to a, a pizza bar, which was uh, Lit, um, Gordon's. Gordon's. Yeah. Gordon's. Yeah. I had haggis pizza. Did you? Does it get any more Scottish? I know. <laughs> Amazing. Can you? Because my daughter, I took my daughter to Edinburgh during the festival, and every single restaurant we went to, it was like haggis for breakfast, haggis pizza haggis on toast and she was like what is wrong with you people <laughs> but it's really weird because we love haggis well i i don't eat meat but right but i, I i'll have vegetarian haggis yeah i love it Absolutely. but it's such a proper highlander food yeah because it is do you know what haggis is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it's it's well you could uh, yeah it's it's awful basically isn't yeah, it, it is and, awful, like, and it's wrapped in a, the lining of yeah. sheep's stomach yeah <laughs> it is pretty much like freedom but without That's Mel Gibson great. because he should never have played that part because he's American who should have played that part me <laughs> <laughs> oh there is nothing I would like to see more than a remake of Braveheart starring Gal Porter <laughs> Oh, a beard. And I like it when your voice goes from Gal Porter's voice to when you do your mum's voice, which goes uber Scottish then. <laughs> uber Scottish. You'd have to adopt that voice for I the know, part. Exactly. Well, the thing is, when I go back to Edinburgh, I have to like, change my accent. But when I'm in London, people don't understand when I'm really Scottish. Yeah. So when I go back to Scotland, they're all like, oh, you sound really like English. And I was like, okay, so then I change it, and then I come back, and they're going, we can't understand what you're saying. So I'm going, right, another thing, right? And they went for haggis, and it was really funny, and then I'm a Highlander! And they go, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> no idea what happened there. And I was like, okay, right. Then so, you calm it down. <laughs> so growing up in Edinburgh yes. at home, like before you'd sort of got to the age where you used buying records and stuff like that, was there music on at home? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm only laughing because, like, we have Hogmanay, you yep. know, your new year, and my mum and dad had this album, which I've still got, and it was called Pipe Dreams. Amazing. <laughs> and it was just bagpipes. Yeah. And they made us, well, we t they taught us a dance, and me and my wee brother <laughs> used to dance to Pipe Dreams. And I loved that album. And also, yeah, I was, like, dancing around to that, but the John Lennon, I think, was the, the one thing that I remembered, because when John Lennon was shot, 
Um, I remember everyone crying in the house. Really? Your mum was playing Imagine, and it was all a bit kind of confusing as to what was going on. And, yeah. And Elvis, I think she played a lot of as well. But no, they weren't massive music. I think Jerry and the Pacemakers, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I was kind of like, I kept myself to myself. So I had a room upstairs and they would do that. I just remember like pipe music and people crying over people being, yeah. So have you, have you got like, have you got siblings? Have I got? Like brothers and sisters? Yeah, I've got a wee brother. Are we younger? Yeah, yeah, that's we. That's, that's we, little. Yeah. yeah, that's little in Scottish. Right, okay. So he's 40. Subtitles are available on this podcast. We, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, he's 47. Oh, okay, so. He wasn't really a big music fan. Right, because a lot of guests I've had on have kind of, oh, you know, my, my brother and my sister like that, so he used to nick his records or her records and such, uh, so. He was, he was a, a raver. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he used, to, he used to, like, dance for rave bands and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Did all that kind of weird, you know, teenage movements. I don't know what they were doing, but... Well, we'll get on to the, the kind of club culture thing and, and, and clubbing and stuff as we, as we move, move through this. Um, but just going back to, like, When Doves Cry, I mean, that was an entry point for me for, for Prince because Purple Rain, the film, came out. And, yeah. and I just but remember... You know what? what did you think about the film when it came out? In all honesty? Yeah. Um... I thought it was amazing, um, and I still think it's absolutely amazing. I love it still. But cheesy, cheesy. Beyond cheesy, <laughs> but Apollonia coming out of that lake with her boobs out was oh. just a rite of passage for me and so many of my mates. It was like... Well, that was when I didn't even know where I was going at that point. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which route am I taking here? <laughs> it was amazing because, you know, apart from like, you know... Everyone used to love Princess Leah, and occasionally, if there was a video nasty of Porky's going around, you know, you might see, you might see like, you know, a semi-naked lady or something. But Prince, it was music, it was cool, and there was a bird with, with boobs as well, and it was like... Whatever happened to her, do you know? I no idea. Because I... I hope she um, didn't drown. What was the name of the, the, the girls? Um, Wendy and Lisa. Wendy and Lisa. So I went to see them at one point yep. as well. This is how much of a fangirl mm. I was. And then I bought all their albums. I think they had like two or three. Well, I think they probably had more than that. But I only got a couple of them. But I quite liked them. Yeah, they were yeah. wicked. I don't know what happened to them. And also, who was the other band? Uh, the Time. The Time. Morris Day. <laughs> Morris Day. I bought that album as well. I have got... <laughs> there's a track by uh, The Time called Jerk Out. And it's the... Best song. I don't know if I know that one. It's, it was it come out in about no oh, ninety one, and it's oh it's just amazing. It's because uh, the time as well as Morris Day was Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam that were um, the big producers that produced oh. all the big sort of that, that swing beat stuff like yeah, Alexander yeah, yeah. O'Neill and all, all so stuff like good. that. When you yeah. came out and it's like oh, I was just like I kind of love yeah, you. This yeah. is amazing. Oh, hey, my God. It, if you don't know what Morris Day looks like if you go to Hackney and see kind of people walking around in kind of quite colourful outfits and bizarre little pencil moustaches that's <laughs> what he looked like <laughs> he was so cool but it's, do you know it's one of those films I watched it loved it and I, I watched it again with a friend of mine and she wasn't a Prince fan and she was like what is this so you can understand it's like a it's like a Marmite film but oh my gosh I still watch it to this day I've got it and I've still got it in VHS so have I and I think if we you we are so old I oh know I oh know but I think 
if you're not a Prince fan or, or grew up watching Purple Rain and, and, and stuff like that, like, um, and what was the other films? It was Graffiti Bridge and oh, Under... Graffiti uh, Bridge. Yeah, yeah, and Under the uh, Cherry Moon. Under the Cherry Moon, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I've got them all, but... He was just obsessed with it all. Like, and, uh, but do you know what? My favourite Prince song is the B-side of When Doves Cry. It's a track called 17 Days. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, and I That's absolutely adore it. Have you got the Black Album? Yeah, I've got... Is it the Black, is it black Album? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, I, always... I was literally like... When I moved to London, I was like, I've got to find this. I have to find this album. Yeah. And then I found it, and it's still in its yeah. cover. Oh, amazing, amazing. Okay. Well, we're going to move on a little bit now to, to your, school, your time at school. <laughs> and uh, and you, you've gone for two tracks for this one. Uh, you've gone, because I asked you which is the song that reminds you of school days, and you've gone for Come On Eileen by Dexys. <laughs> and, oh, and Last Night I Dreamt Somebody Loved Me by The Smiths. So looking at that and thinking of the time scales, is Dexys kind of junior school and The Smiths senior school? Yeah. That would have been okay. it. So what happened with Dexys is we went to the school disco. And you know the, the song, Come on, Eileen. Da, 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 I can't sing. But then it gets faster and yeah. faster. And so as an awkward teenage girl, well, almost teenage girl, you do that sidestep yeah. dance, you know? And thinking, and you've got your hands by your sides. Yeah. So you don't know what you're doing because you're so embarrassed. And then suddenly it gets faster. Please tell me you changed the moves. <laughs> and it gets faster and faster. And I've got my You're hands talking about the two ra lu ra yeah, yeah. yeah. And it gets faster and faster. And so I was thinking, I don't know what to do. So my feet are just going from side to side, side to side, side to side, really, really fast. Like I'm going to go on fire. And I've got my hands down by my side. And I was like, please make it slow down. Please make it slow down. And then he goes... Come on. I was like, thank God for that. Because I think that bit when it all speeds up, ain't that the bit where you sort of meant to do like the running on the spot kind of thing? I to kind so, of. But I wasn't cool enough to know what was Fantastic. To do. I just kept doing the side to side to side to side and I just kept going fast. It was so was you aware that maybe the rest of the school was thinking, what the fuck is that girl doing? Well, that's why I got picked on. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in regards, let's start with junior school then. Like, um, Did you enjoy it? I, at what school? Yeah, I mean... Do you know what? I was, um, yeah, I just loved learning and I was, it was okay. I got picked on a little bit. Why? Um, I don't, I think we were kind of like in um, a school that was sort of differentiated. There was like council house kids and then there was like my mum was doing all right, mum and dad was, so it was just a bit weird and also I had really long hair so they were kind of like pulling it, how ironic, but um, yeah, do you know, it was just kid stuff, so it was, it was good and I got, and also I was one of those kids at school, and I think I told you this before, that I would actually put my hand up before the teacher had actually said the end of the, um, like the question. Yeah. Did I tell you about the Yeah. Question? Was you one of the ones that didn't just put your hand up? Did you kind of sort of pull yourself up off the seat oh, as yeah, well? Yeah. Trying I was to... like, mm, 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 yeah. Mm. Oh, God, you must and have then, been annoying. Yeah, I was really annoying. <laughs> yeah, I was so annoying. <laughs> and then I told you about that note we got. So it was going round, it was going round um, everybody. And it's like, you know, um, Ian Bristow is an FFF. And so, you know, when they've passed notes, they yeah. got to me and I was like, I don't understand what that means. And then my teacher said, you know what, what is that note? And I was like, well, I don't know. Someone's just put it, don't, I don't know, miss. It's not me, miss. And then she's like, what, what does it mean? And then one of the girls said, oh, it means that Ian um, felt 
somebody's fanny, so he's a phantom fanny feeler. I was like, no, actually, I put my hand up and I went, no, that's a PFF. How did you have any friends? I didn't, I didn't have any. <laughs> I know I've told you that story before, but every time I think about my school days, I'm just like, it just is it's ingrained in my mind, just going, what a total twerk. <laughs> <laughs> so you went to school in Edinburgh? Yeah, I went to school in Edinburgh. I went down, I was in Portobello, which is down by the seaside, which is lovely. And then I went to Portobello High School, which is unfortunately being demolished now, so it's not there anymore. Well, that wasn't my fault. I didn't do it. Yeah. Okay. I didn't do it. So, when you got to secondary school, was there, a, you know, was there different, was you, obviously you were around different people then, did, did you find, like, find that, you, you know, your taste in music and, and, and the people you were hanging around, did that sort of, you know, how did that develop and change? Well, I think, that, I think that's when I got into the Smiths, because our secondary school was huge. I think there was something like 1,850 pupils. So you couldn't really get into relationships with people because there was just people everywhere. Yeah. And it was, it was quite daunting as well. And there was a lot of rebellious kids and there was a lot of studious kids. And so it was kind of, yeah, it was very odd. And so I was just quite happy to get home and listen to my music and study and just think, I just want this to be over and done with. So you didn't necessarily didn't, feel a connection with anyone at school? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I had friends, but... Yeah, no, it was it was just it was too big, and it was just overwhelming. I think so. But yeah, I still have friends, but from there, but not that kind of. I just wanted to go home, at, you know, when it finished. And listen um, to the Smiths. Listen to the Smiths and go. Last night I dreamt that somebody, and my dad's like, "That's switch it down." <laughs> Morrissey <laughs> understands me. <laughs> oh, brilliant! But do you know what? It's there's something comforting isn't there about you know if you you feel a little bit excluded bands like the smiths they're just waiting to be delved into aren't they it's no, like know. you know it, 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 but they're quite dangerous in the yeah. same way because you can get really down mm. i mean i remember nights going to sleep and just thinking oh my gosh as a teenager thinking yeah i wish somebody loved me <laughs> And you're just like, you know, you, when you get older, you realise it's a song and yeah. you've got amazing lyrics. Yeah. But when you're a teenager, you take everything to heart, yeah. you know. And just like gangman style. I've got... <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. But the thing is, with, with, with teen angst, I look back at it now and, you know, I had my years at the Smiths and the Cure and, and, and feeling, you know, God, nobody loves me, nobody understands me. And, <laughs> and, you know, and I look back now and I'm, I'm quite glad I went through that. Yeah, and absolutely. Like, but we've both got children of the same age. So yeah. how would you feel now if you was, you know, your, your daughter was immersing herself in the Smiths and, and music like that? Would you, well, how would you approach that? Well, oh gosh. Um, luckily, well, I mean, she loves the Smiths. She loves yeah. the Cure. Uh, but she's literally the happiest girl yeah. in the world because yeah. we just laugh all the time. But she's kind of gone down the whole Nirvana. Amazing. Yeah. So she's really cool, and I took her to see The Killers, but then also we went to see Bruno Mars, which was... At like, Hyde Park. Yeah. I was there. Uh, were you? Yeah. Uh, were you? Yeah. I didn't see you. No, like, it was quite God, weird. How did you know that? I was probably the tallest person there. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? I think that's the closest... Uh, Prince fans are going to lynch me. The closest I'm ever going to get to seeing Prince. Do you know what? He was an absolute diamond performer. He was... Ridiculous. He was small. Yep. Small. 
But the thing is, there was a girl behind me, and Honey was taller, my daughter was taller than me. So she stands out, she knows all the songs. Me, I don't know many. Mm. And so every song that I knew, I turn around and go to everyone, I know this one! <laughs> I know this one! And I was dancing. But he was a great performer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you see the guys that were performing in the afternoon before him? What, that looked like The Temptations? Yes. Do you know who he is? Well, he's someone really, really famous. Yeah, because I walked in at that point and I thought, and he kept saying, I'm fucking blah, blah, blah. I'm motherfucking blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, I don't know who you are. And then he played Outstanding. And I thought, you're the singer in the Gap Band. That's the one, the yeah. Gap Band. But he also did like backing vocals for everyone because yep. he went through this whole thing yeah. saying I, I, I got into drugs and drink and yeah. then I was homeless and then I've got my new wife and, and but oh he was phenomenal God. wasn't he he was phenomenal and the whole people every single person on yeah. the stage were just dancing like it was yep. just the best day in the world brilliant ever. wasn't it I know, my daughter was saying to me, I don't understand why they weren't right before Bruno Mars. Because the fellow that was on before Bruno Mars... I don't even know who that person Caleb was. Caleb, or something like that. No idea. Uh, no, nor did I, but really boring. Oh, it was so incredibly boring. It was just really... It got to that stage, because we'd managed to get right down to the front, and I was thinking, oh no, this is the time that I'm so bored, yeah. I need to piss, and I can't lose my seat. Yeah. And he's boring. Yeah. I don't know who he was. No, I didn't. And, and it, it was, was awful. It was really boring. And I think he had someone from like his local school dancing for him. I've no idea. Did you see that? No, I, I zoned off. I, I actually I did to, go I for a, a, a piss yeah. at that point. <laughs> I went the week before. I went and saw the cure the week before. And, uh, and that was, I mean, they were two very different gigs. But, uh, but that was amazing. That was like, yeah, they I literally. Missed, I didn't go, oh, my, so yeah, good. I, I wish kinda, I'd go and see that. I couldn't get tickets. Oh, it was cracking. I met up with all my friends I grew up with, and we all just had this kind of reunion watching the band we grew up with and got absolutely hammered. And, and they played a, just everything oh, that you, you know, wanted I was to hear. I was jealous. I tried every single route, and no one could get me tickets. Yeah. But the killers were amazing. Yeah. They put on a proper amazing show I, I, I saw some footage of the killers at Glastonbury this year and um and uh, as an indie dj I, i'm not going to lie I'm, I'm a bit tired of playing the killers and being know, asked to play I mr know. brightside but i saw them at, uh, on tv at Glastonbury playing mr brightside and it looked like someone had set him on fire it was amazing they were, they were playing with such Oh, aggression and energy it was absolutely you know, brilliant this, this is the thing about live bands like i don't understand well I, I mean it's amazing what they do but coming out every single night and going yeah this is it i am going to perform like it's the last day ever where i'm just going i am going to bed I'm really <laughs> really tired but you know you've got to i think some people forget how much bands like good bands yeah. give back to the fans and they, they give it yeah. 100% and nowadays you know I remember doing Top of the Pops and it was like a one-off band that did something and I was just getting to the stage there were sort of great bands great brands and then brands and then it got to this one band that was number one and never heard of them never going to hear from me and it's like hi it's Gail Porter it's number one it's Top of the Pops and I'm really sorry I don't know who you are I've forgotten <laughs> <laughs> And the wee faces like, I don't, do you know what? I just like good bands that know what they're doing yeah. and, you know, are respectful and respectful of the people that actually like them. Yeah. So I know that it's a, the only thing that 
what annoys me is the price of tickets. It's ridiculous now. I tried to get tickets to the Arctic Monkeys because that's my daughter's favourite yeah. band. It was like 300 quid a ticket. You have a laugh. Yeah, because it was last minute. Yeah. So people are selling it. So I don't know if it's like, but they were selling it on and selling it on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, And I was just like, oh, do you know what? I just wanted to take her to see a band. Do you know what? I've I've got so many, I've kept all my concert tickets from when I was a kid and stuff like that. Oh, I've I've, I've kept everything. Can you remember um, when you used to get like CDs in the 90s, you used to get like a little insert and and it was a free post thing. If you want more information on this band, post it. Did you do that? I did that. Always, yeah. But each time I do it, I put a ridiculous name for myself. And so my what was po- the most ridiculous name you gave yourself? Um, it was something to do with it was Pat Wicks something. So I, I was going for I was going for my Pat Butcher phase, and uh, and my postman would knock on my door because I used to get my promo CDs at the time, so they wouldn't fit through the letterbox. And he'd knock on my door and he'd be like, and he'd just whatever name it was, he'd call me that, and I'd be like, thanks, mate, cheers. <laughs> I used to, what they used to do once you'd send that in is you'd then get sent like postcards and things like that for all their releases and I've still got a box with all of it in all the Blur and Oasis releases and Suede and stuff like that. I've, I've kept everything oh, do you know it's so, so great to, I always say to my daughter you must say to your children keep everything as much as they go yeah whatever whatever yeah. no keep it because yeah. when you get I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Totally. You look yeah. back and go, oh, Absolutely. That was great Absolutely. Fun. That was really good fun. Hello. I've interrupted the podcast again, haven't I? Sorry. It won't take a sec. All I want to say is the songs that we're talking about in this podcast if we can't play them, it's just because of the regulations regarding playing licensed music and such. So if you want to hear the songs, just go over to Spotify and search Off The Beat and Track Podcast and you can listen to all the songs because I've put playlists up for each of these. If you can't find it on there, I'll send links on all the social media accompanying each episode. So you've just got to press that one button and you can go through and you can enjoy all the songs that our guest picks. Anyway, I'll shut up, get back to the podcast. See you on the other side. All right, well, look, track four. 
Oh, sorry, my gosh, I just keep talking. It's fine. All right. Um, we. It's the point where I ask you, what was the first record you remember buying? And Squeeze, you, cool for cats. I mean, I've had some people come on here and have been really, really almost did. Was that really your first record? And uh, but then I've had also people say it was Shaking Stevens, and uh, <laughs> and I mean that's that's not super super cool, but that's pretty cool, right? That's a good well, record. Do you know what? I don't even know why. But there was like this really cool record shop, and I know exactly where it was. So you go down to Portobello High Street, then you take a left, and he was like right in the top before you go down to the beach. And he had this, um, he just had the single there. And I remember it having like wee dancing feet, like as if you were. The sleeve, yeah. Yeah, on the sleeve. And then I was just like, oh, and I had 50 pence. And so I bought it. So yeah, it wasn't like an uber cool thing to do. It was basically. Dancing feet, and I've got fifty pence, and I'm going to the beach. And what a joy when you put it on when you get home, because it's a great record. It is a great record, and I've still got it. Yeah, and um, it's amazing. I love it. I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of Squeeze. I think they're. Uh, I, I think what one of my favourite records, and it's my favourite intro. That would have been my, my intro. Would be Up the Junction by Squeeze. And really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and great. I never thought it would happen with me and the girl from Clapham. Just that, that's how you start records. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, I think um, I remember like the the first time I saw the video for Call for Cats, and and I just remember there's like two girls like dancing behind. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's is it Tilbrook that sings that? Uh, it might. Be. I can't remember. Cause and, I, do you know what? I've not seen the video for years. And there's these two girls. Obviously, Jules Holland's still in the band then. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, and I think he's got like a cigar on and a pair of sunglasses playing the keys. Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And there's these two girls in like these sort of like red tops just doing this really, really kind of energetic yeah, dancing okay. and doing them, them vocals. Yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> it was such a good single. I'm so, quite happy with that. Yeah, that's a great choice. So, can you remember what the record shop was called? Can you remember what the record shop was called? Oh, I've got no idea. It was just like a local shop and it's obviously they don't exist anymore. It was like a tiny little, it was like one of, it was like a corner shop, but with records in it. Yeah. Which is such a shame. I so, love things like that. So as you got a bit older, did you start to sort of find them little independent record shops and did you become, you know, a bit of a, a, a vinyl nerd? And, and oh, yeah, I loved my vinyls, but then I tended to go to bigger shops or because there was not, I mean, there was not many places where I was yeah. studying or wherever. It was kind of, you, you go to HMV yeah, and yeah. you just fill up your bag and yeah. then you just could put it all in the wardrobe and it's still all there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, such a shame there's not these wee shows. I mean, there are still, yeah. but there's not as many there should be. I was saying to Pip the other day that, you know, I don't know how this podcast would ever work as like a, a live thing, you know, like we do with Hardcore Listing, yeah. um, as, as you know, because you've kindly come on a couple of times, which has been great. But I think if I was to ever do it with this, I think I'd... I'd do it in a little independent record shop and just maybe invite sort of... Do you have a favourite one? Do you, know, do you have, like, are, are there any in Essex or... Because I know there's a couple in Soho. Yeah, yeah, you've still got, like, obviously London's, you know, still got a, a fair few, but... Because I think they've got, like, an independent music weekend in Soho. Oh, really? That I went to a couple of What, like record ago. store day around then? Just, no, you just turn up and you just, like, hang out with the independent record... Um, stores in I, I don't know what the dates are but I'm sure you can google it but yeah I went one time and it's just basically people that still go 
and buy their vinyls from stores that are run by independents. Oh, and long live them. Long oh, live no, them. exactly. Do you know why? It's just... And so, at this point, so you, 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 you're getting into your music, and, and you're still in Edinburgh at this point, yeah? Yeah. So, did you started going to gigs? Uh, well, yeah, I started going to, well, my first gig was Madness. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, I remember asking my auntie, Auntie Susan, and I said, I just want to go and see Madness. And I'm still friends with Suggs now. Obviously, I didn't know him then, because yeah. I was, like, young. But I just wanted to go to that. So, it was, it was Madness, and then the second one was Susie and the Banshees. And then, I think the third one was Sade. Fucking hell, girl. That's pretty cool. And then I went to see the kids from Fame Live. Oh. <laughs> no, it was brilliant. I loved it. Come was on. <laughs> oh mate, I, it's really weird because um, my my wife never watched Fame. What? And like, exactly. And, what? And Did I, she, has she watched Greece? Oh yeah, 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 I'm yeah, yeah. She she went and investigated that after you, you spoke about your interview with John Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, like fame was just. I remember because my first school disco, my first ever slow dance, which will probably be the first record that emotionally affected me, was leaving junior school and having my first ever slow dance to Star Maker by oh the my kids God, from I Fame. I can sing it to you. Do you go want for to sing it. Go with for me? it. No, yeah. you do it with me. I can. Come on, just to the first I, bit. I can, as it's... Star Maker Dream <laughs> but the thing, I'm gonna love you now <laughs> Oh, yeah, my God, I love that. I've, I've still got it on vinyl. I've got it on seven inch. <laughs> and I've also got the 12 inch of High Fidelity. Uh, high Fidelity. Uh, <laughs> with, what was the name of the teacher? Um... The guy that was like the, the music teacher. Mr. Shukovsky. Sh- 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 it's hard to say I have a lisp, girl. <laughs> no, but do you remember when they, they had a song going, Sh- 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 I can't do it because I've got it. Well, <laughs> there was a Shukovsky song. Yeah, yeah, there was a, yeah, I've got it. I've got it. I'll give it to you. Honestly. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. I've got everything to do with the kids from fame because I wanted to be with them. Everyone wanted it. I, when I was at school and I thought, I can't wait to go to college because I know that when it's <laughs> lunchtime, gonna we're all just going to be dancing on the tables in the canteen because that's what happens, right? <laughs> and you're all going to dance down the stairs going, I want to jump on the roof of a cab in the middle of the road. Because <laughs> that's what you do at college. I want people to remember my name. <laughs> you're not going to get pissed on or shit oh. by some bully, but you're <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'll be on the roof of a cab. Yeah. All right, well, look, so... I mean, that's some serious entry level, entry level, entry level gigs, you know. Madness and Susie, that's that's amazing. Um, So for the next one, you've left school. I hope you've left school, and uh, and we talk about the song that soundtracked your years clubbing. Eight oh eight state. Oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, 808 State. So um, you're still in Edinburgh at this point? No, no, no. 808 State. By that point, I'd gone down to London. Um, I, I was in Watford and I was at college and then I was doing the whole raving thing. So this would have been 89, 90? Maybe 90? Probably about then. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I remember just going to a party in Manchester. Don't know how it happened, but you know, when you're a teenager and you're at college, things happen. And also I was 
um, yeah, well, I'll tell you the story. But anyway, it ended up at this like horrendous, well, it was a great party, and 808 State were playing, and then it was just all weird and amazing and wonderful, and they were great. They were great. Are they still going? I think so, yeah. I think they do a lot of these kind of 90s weekenders and things like that. So I remember getting a call from someone from my college saying, where have you been for the past four weeks? And I was like, well, and they went, you know you've got your, because I was doing film, and they went, you know you've got to get your film in. And I said, well, what I've been doing is I'm filming drug culture and raves in Manchester. I wasn't at all. I was just thinking, what the fuck can I do in 24 hours and get this down on tape? So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll be back tomorrow. And I literally went out, partied, filmed everybody, handed it in and, and passed everything. <laughs> Fair play to and that. I wasn't even there. <laughs> so at that age, because I think as, as you, you sort of move through clubbing and you sort of go from your sort of your late teens into your early 20s, when you first started going clubbing, like, did that kind of mainstream clubbing ever appeal to you? Like the, the kind of sort of your tanny clubs where you'd go and hear what was on in the charts or was you always looking for something a little bit more left field? Or I think when I was about, um, we used to have a club an under-18s club when we were in Edinburgh, and I just found it really boring. I mean, apart from Come On Eileen, mm -hmm. and, and I was extremely happy. Mm. And then too, too happy with that dancing. Very, very happy doing that big feet clapping thing, whatever I was doing. But then, yeah, and then I think the older I got, I just wanted to do the whole kind of DJ type, you know, we're having a party and we don't know what's coming next kind of thing. But I still love my music at home. So I'd get home and listen to Pink Floyd or whatever I was going to listen to. But I liked going out to clubs that you've got a DJ that doesn't know, you don't know what's And would you throw yourself into the environment? Would you embrace it? Come on, really? Me? Yeah. yeah, of course. Are you crazy? I was so there. I was, I was usually on top of something. Oh my gosh, that sounds really bad. Don't It'd really want to like, take the podcast there. On, on a speaker or something. <laughs> I'd be dancing. I wish I was on top of something, but I wasn't on top of something. I was on top of a speaker. I'd always be the one that was like dancing and just going, do you know what? I love it. Don't yeah. know what this song is, but I'll go with it. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I just like having fun and being happy. Yeah. And then, so did you, I suppose as, as you start to sort of move through the, the 90s and, and, and obviously your career took off massively and... How did that affect clubbing? Because obviously, I imagine there was oh, just, uh, you, there must have been can't. parties that you can't, you know, every. No, do you know what? I, I literally just, just stopped really because you couldn't really go out, and we're on, we're in a sort of era where everyone just wants to take pictures, and it's not fun. Yeah. You want to go out like we used to do when we were kids and just genuinely have fun, let your hair down. Well, not me, but other people let their hair down. But you just like. You know, uh, and it just doesn't happen anymore. So, because it's, it's, we're just, you know, people just want to take photos, not just of me, but just of everyone. But there's, you know, people have to come. When I went to see, I took my daughter to see Bruno Mars, and you couldn't see for phones, like people filming it, and you just think, put your phones down. This is an experience. Maybe take a picture, that's great. Yeah. But don't every single one of you film the whole thing because we can't see over you. I, I saw. Madonna a few years ago at Hyde Park and the woman in front of me held an iPad up for the whole gig filming it and I just yeah, thought I, what's the fucking point? Yeah, someone was doing that as well with the iPads and I just, why would you do that? Yeah, 
And so, you know, in those kind of, you know, let's say heady days of the 90s when, you know, you, you was living in Soho then? Uh, yes, I was, yeah. And so, in, in regards to clubbing then, like, you know, was you conscious then that, that anything you'd done, people were watching you and... I, I not, not so much then. I think we were all kind of um, just chilling out. Well, that's another one. Um, no, we were, and also we all went to the same places and it was kind of, you, you knew where everyone was hanging out and you knew where it was cool to hang out. Or, well, not cool, but just safe. Um, I think there's so many people that are in the public eye that complain that they get pictures taken and all the rest of it, but they go to all these really public places. So you're going to get your picture taken. Yeah. But when you live in a certain area, you know where your friends are, you know where's a good place to go, and you know where you can have a good laugh. So yeah. I still do that, you know. I still go to certain places that I know that you're just going to hang out with your mates. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's good to know. So, in, in regards to... I mean, you, you touched on it there when you said about people having their phones at, you know, at, at clubs and things like that. And, 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 and I guess you kind of... You know, I'd interpret that as maybe that whole thing of, like, in this day and age, as, you know, as a, as still as a DJ and as a promoter, I look at a lot of people when they're, they're out and they're clubbing, and rather than just enjoying it, they're filming themselves with their mates to give this perception that they're having the best time ever. And, and I think maybe the evolution of the phone and, 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 and social media has got lots of good things to, to say for itself, but I think growing up, and we're, we're, we're very similar in age, that wasn't on our agenda, was it? We didn't have to tell anyone we was having a good time. We had no means to tell them apart from talking in their ear and going, this is good. Exactly. You know, and I am guilty of occasionally, but the thing is, I tend to, if I take pictures of people, it's on a random night out, or like yeah. last night when I went to the theatre, and I wanted to take a picture because yeah. it was my friend's show, yeah. and I wanted to say this yeah. is great. Yeah, yeah, of course. But other than that, I'm quite happy to leave my phone in the home, yeah. and I just think, just go out, enjoy yourself, why yeah. do you have to take pictures of it? Yeah. You know, you, hopefully you'll remember, well, you might not remember yeah. it. In fact, actually, when I was coming here, I said, you know, how do I get to the Queen of Hoxton, which obviously I'm not in, because I got the wrong address. And the girl said, oh, I had my birthday there. And I said, so you must know where it was. And she went, I don't remember a single thing. <laughs> I was like, okay, nice to meet you. Okay, bye. Must have been a good night then. <laughs> yeah, I was like, as long as you had a great birthday. So I'll tell you what, I've, never, I've not asked any guests this question before. Um, uh But <laughs> in regards to the times you've had clubbing, what's been the greatest night you've had at clubbing? Oh my goodness. Um, I guess you shouldn't remember that anyway, if it was that good. Well, exactly. That's the sort of question that you can't remember. I, I do remember going to Ibiza when I was 19 and ending up in space for, I think I was there for about two days. <laughs> the nightclub, yeah? Not the place. No, that was, that, yeah. That was, yeah, the night, oh, the morning club, you know, the one that yeah. I think it opens about. 4 a.m. and it goes on all day, and um, yeah, that was that was quite fun, and uh, yeah, and my own birthday party when I was 30, I went to Strawberry Moons, which is just off Regent Street, and um, lots of my old friends turned up, and everyone just danced to 80s music, so that was lovely, but yeah, I think yeah, those two 
And that's kind of like a really unbalanced thing. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. Like one's completely bombed. Raving in space and, and the other one doing your frenzied <laughs> dance to come on Eileen at Strawberry <laughs> Moons. <laughs> and we, was like, we were having sweeties at my party and then, yeah. So anyway, space was fun. Excellent. Have you been to space? I have, yeah. And? Um, oh, God, um, I hated it. Did you? Mm. When did you go? Uh, two years ago. Um, oh, well, there you go. I went when I was 19. Um, I've never been to Ibiza, and I'm a club promoter and have been for 27 years, so it made sense that at some point I should go to the club in Capital of the World. And I think it's completely changed. And so what, I'm 50 almost, so yeah. And it was... 30 years ago I went. 20, it, 25 years ago? I just... I was too old to go. First yeah. and foremost, um, I went with, with, with lots of people that had the best time ever. My wife being one of them, she absolutely adored it. Um, I went to watch Cole Cox at Space, which everyone told me was the best thing you can see in space. I DJed with Cole Cox in a toilet once. Just dropped that in. Just thought I'd tell you. <laughs> well, I'm here. It's so the last one you've done. You was in a DJ booth with Susie Sue, and now you're in a toilet <laughs> with Cole Cox. <laughs> That's some good nights right there. <laughs> forget these things you just bring them up how did you end up in a toilet with Cole Cox DJing big breakfast all right he came in to do a a segment and they just said oh let's do something different do you want to DJ with them in the men's toilets of course I just say yes to everything I'm like yeah whatever so yeah but yeah carry on with space why do you not like it do you know what um I don't do drugs so, a lot of people in there. I think it's definitely a young person's thing. And it is. And, and do you know what? I think by the time I'd got there, everybody was 20, looked incredible, and had six packs. All right? When I was 20, no one had a six pack. No one. It weren't a thing, you know? Like, and, and every, I don't know, I just, I thought, I thought the music was awful. Um, but you know, I wouldn't want to go back. Mm. I'm really pleased I did it when I was... Yeah. 19 or whatever because I was a kid and it was all new yeah. and fun and exciting and no one had six packs they were yeah. all crazy they had like crazy like fur animals round yeah. their shoulder old school Ibiza yeah. and kind of just doing mad things uh, no, I didn't I see any of that I really uh, didn't see I any of that no I wouldn't want to go back it was lots of kind of lad culture and and, and there was things like I struggle when people go to really hot places and we went to a pool party um at a place called oh i can't think but it was a history thing so it was all like retro dance music oh that might be fun i'll go along to that and and there was big swimming pools there so i was like great it's fucking boiling i'm gonna go for a swim and all the girls that were there would get in the swimming pool to a little bit wouldn't get their hair wet and I just thought... Do you know what? I do that all the time. It's a night. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> but you know what I mean? If you came to a fucking swimming pool, get in it. Like, and, and I, it. Do you know I could not do any of those sort of things again. I'm glad I did it when I was young. Yeah. Because now I've got to this stage, I'm looking up holidays, just thinking, oh, I want to be up in a mountain. Yeah. Or I want to have a rucksack on my back. Yeah. Or, yeah, just learning something. Absolutely. I've done that when I was young. Yeah. I've now got a beautiful 16-year-old. Yeah. You've got your kids. Yeah. We, you know. Well, that's why I phone you up and I say, we're going on a road trip to <laughs> Scotland. Where do we go? I know, like, exactly. All right, so... 
I've asked you for track six to pick the favourite song from an artist from your hometown. <laughs> and I don't think you could have been any more Scottish if you'd tried. Donald, where's your treasures? What's his name? <laughs> I don't know who even I sings can't think it. What the guy's Andy name Stewart, is. I think it is. That's it. Right. Let the wind blow low, let the wind blow high through the streets. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do it. I'll do it in a minute. Because I'm going to laugh too right. much. Right, go for it. No, you do it. I'm not doing it. No, do it in a Scottish accent. No, I'm not. No, because my kids make me do a Scottish accent. They make me say Scotland all the time, right? Because when we were doing the road trip, I would say we're nearly in Scotland. I wish in... I like put out the words, but it's a let the wind blow low, let the wind blow high through the streets. I can't remember. Oh, the lassies say hello, Donald, where's your trousers? <laughs> it got released again in about 88, 89, didn't it? And I remember, like, that was the first time I'd heard it. So, obviously, he's Scottish. He's, uh, he's or the Proclaimers. Oh, I love the Proclaimers. Amazing. And I know I've mentioned him before with Prince, but um, I believe that's Pip's favourite band. Shut the front door. Seriously. He loved the Proclaimers. He loves the Proclaimers. When you go, oh, will you send back a letter from America? You've done that justice there as I well. I know, didn't I? Uh, Did I do quite well? Yeah. Do you think I could get uh, a record deal? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, I, they were performing that when I went to see them at um, one of those big festival things. Yeah. And they were in a wee tent. And um, they were like, started singing it. And like, and when we go, well, we send back, all right, Gail, a letter. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in the crowd going, oh, hello. <laughs> Just mid-song. Yeah. Uh, all right, Gail, a letter from America. <laughs> I, I, think they're, I think they're great. I think like, they're, they're just lovely. And they're lovely people. Have you met them? I haven't, no. But like, I watched a thing. Did you watch the documentary on um, the iPlayer recently about Scottish music? No, I didn't. Oh, you'd love it. I will do. And, What's uh, it on? I play it. Yes, it's a BBC I player. Okay, and, uh, I'll download and it. And it's all about Deacon Blue and. and uh, Deacon Blue. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Civil Minds and, um, and, oh, and I, I got to look at Claire Grogan, which is. <gasps> <sighs> I saw her in Yo Sushi not that long ago. Really? She was there with her daughter. I, I, I'm not going to lie, right? She's still as beautiful. I would lose my shit if I saw do, Claire do, Grogan. Do you fall in love with her? She, she's just the most beautiful thing ever. She is beautiful like, uh, and lovely and wonderful. And with uh, Gregory's Girl. Oh. Love that film oh. so much. My, my missus will literally, if she comes on telly, she goes, oh, for Christ's sake, look at your dad, we are. And I'm just like, oh, look at her. She's, she's amazing. So oh, all the images. Well, I mean, that was one of my first memories of Top of the Pop, seeing her doing Happy Birthday, um, happy birthday yeah, and uh, I Could Be Happy, and yeah. just thinking, oh, she just looks like just the best person ever. She just looks like loads of fun. She's super cool and beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Don't get me started on Claire Grogan. That would be a whole podcast episode. <laughs> and that's a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be doing that. <laughs> okay. So, um, talking about your hometown, like... Was there good live venues in Edinburgh when you was growing up? Um, did you well, see Madness and, and Susie in Edinburgh? Yes, I did. It was the Playhouse, and it was the top of Leith Walk, and that's pretty much where all the big gigs were happening. So I saw Madness there, um, Susie, um, Shade, and um, but now it kind of does lots of theatre stuff as well. So yeah. Is it is it now the Edinburgh Playhouse? Is that yeah, that's that, the that's one. that venue? Playhouse, right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. sorry because there do you was. Do you know the... when I say the Playhouse? And no, it's in I know. Edinburgh, sorry. Do you know what? Can you, can you put the two and two together? Yeah. I'd work that out. <laughs> what I meant to say was, was there? <laughs> I'm 
if they're the Edinburgh... Oh, God, I'm going to sound like a knobby if I'm wrong. No, Pi- is that a picture house as well? Uh, it used to be the, the, the fest... There was like a... The what was the, there was a live venue, venue there yeah. recently yeah. that HMV bought out. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, God. I'm probably going to say the Edinburgh Playhouse again. No, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to shut up talking about <laughs> yeah, that now. Yeah, stop talking. Have a sweetie. Oh, do you know what? Let's do it. What one yeah. should we go for? Um, Harry Bowes. Harry Bowes. Can we say that? Yeah. What's that? Refreshers Softies. I've well, never look, let's, let's that. open them as well. Let's do it. Yeah, let's have one of so, them. So, for track seven, yes. you didn't send me a song for that. So I I'm didn't. Gonna, I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, okay. What was the track seven? Oh, yeah, I remember. Refreshers Softies are really good. Are they good? Mm. I've just had a cool bottle. A fizzy one or a... No, not a fizzy one. Well, I should have a fizzy one. They're fizzy. Oh, no, are they? Mm. Sorry about that. Is that Chomping good? down the mic. So, I want you to pick mm-hmm. a song, and I'm going to put you under pressure now off the top okay. of your head, to go a song that you think a lot of our listeners might not have heard, that you adore and would like someone, if they haven't heard it, to go and have a listen. I'll give you a bit of time. You're going to have to come back to me on that I'll one. give you a bit I of time. I don't know, because you asked me that, and I've been thinking about it, and I can't think of anything. I'll leave you with that for a yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm leave thinking, you that for I'm a bit. thinking. I don't know. Okay, so bringing it right up to now, what's your perfect night now? Oh, staying at home. <laughs> Being at home, watching Netflix, um, reading, and that's about it, really. I've always got my headphones on. I'm listening to Dead Mouse at the moment. Nice kind of loving that don't know if that's cool or not but I like it and um, yeah I just like being at home I just have got to that stage where my daughter said to me the other day she was like how many pairs of pyjamas have you bought from Primark I was like yeah like a month's worth because I just think every time I finish work or I've done something I think in London with the amount of tubes you have to get and running around so lovely to be in your own place and just go, I can listen to my own music, I can think about my own things, and I've just finished my books, so I'm just like, I've just been writing for ages. You, you finished a book about yourself? Yeah. Did I not tell you? No. And I waffle on about myself all the time. <laughs> like a narcissist. Oh, really? So, what's the story with Well, I know what the story is, right, but what's the score with it? Is it in regards to when, is it, when's it coming out? And um, well... We're thinking summer, but or next Christmas, because it's kind of it's one of those things, you know, when you work on something for ages and people go, oh, get it out as soon as possible, and I think no, I don't. I've lived this, so I will. I will take my time, and it will come out when it comes out. So it's kind of a, a lot about mental health and a lot about when I was sectioned and how you get treated and all that, just to like end this on a really happy note, <laughs> yeah. And so. Um, yeah. Oh, do you know what? I would say that song that you were asking me, uh, what's his name? La, Ritio- La Ritionelle? I don't right, know. You're going to have to Google it because okay. I'm not going. Right. And it's a, a French artist and it's my one of my favourite songs and I, to, and I don't know who it's by, but I found it online. Right. Can you not Google it now? I will, I will have a look if you I've have got to some do it Wi-Fi. Now. Um, what I will say is... But you can still keep talking to me, because yeah, I course. know you're a man, but you can uh, no, try and do two things at once. I'm not very good at that. <laughs> um, but what, what um, we do with this as well, Gal, is we do a, a Spotify playlist to accompany the, the podcast, so okay. we can put all the songs on there. That'd be great. Um, and so people can go and listen to it. How exciting. Oh, this Wi-Fi is nonsense in here. 
La Ritionelle. Yeah, that's how it is. That's what's called La Ritionelle. Right, but I will I find it. the name of the artist. I Write will it find down because you'll forget. It's on the podcast. God, you know what? This is this is when I know that I'm single. I've just been sent a text from Domino's to say they've got an offer on tonight. I don't even eat pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so, just to talk about the book for a little bit before we finish. Um, how did you go about writing that? Did you pick certain parts of your life and then sort of start making points and memories and then dig into each one, or? No, I actually started writing a diary quite a, a while back when I was going through troubled times. Really? And then I kept it. But, I mean, I've got a bag full of stuff. And then I just kind of put it all together. And, yeah, it's not about anyone famous. No one's in it. It's just about how I dealt with being sectioned and what happened and how you come out the other end and then how you deal with being in places like Big Brother and how you get treated and stuff. Oh, Big Brother. you watching that? I'm not, but I did see... That uh, woman's crazy, isn't she? Maybe? I did see a little thing that everyone was talking about um, at work, about some guy walked some past someone and pretended to kind of play fighter. And yeah, oh, do you know what? Good luck to them all. But, um, yeah, so anyway, that's the book. It's all about kind of like going through that and then, you know, I was hanging out with two people that thought they were Jesus when I was sectioned. And, uh, yeah, then you come out the other end and, yeah. Start going hunting for ghosts with people that think they're reincarnations <laughs> of people. And then you wonder, you wonder why you've gone crazy for a bit. You're going, yeah, no, I was definitely in a bedroom with Elvis, his ghost, or that woman that said to me that I was not going to have sex. Do you remember? I did yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, it's, a, it's like, it's all about that. But it's quite personal, so it's more about my feelings about everything and also the way that people treat... It's a little bit like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, but I think it... Meets train spotting, meets Girl Interrupted, all mixed in together. So it's very honest. And, I'd um, expect nothing less than honest, Gal, because, you know, in, in the short time I've known you, every time you've come on a podcast or we've hung out, you've just been beautifully honest and, and there's never any agenda. It's just good chat. You know, with a nice person. That's very kind and, of uh, you. And well, so, I hope so. I just think, do you know what? What's the point of not being yourself? Absolutely. There is no point. You have to just be yourself. And if people don't like you, they don't yeah. like you. Yeah. People like you, they like you. And I like you. And I'm here. And I'm going to get all emotional out. I'm going and you bought me sweets. And I brought you sweets. <laughs> and I'm not going to try that refresher because I'm kind of like scared that it's going to make my tongue all fuzzy. It might. It might. It's quite strong. Gal, thanks loads for coming and seeing me today. It's been Thank lovely you so to see much. you. I and wish we could talk. Do you know I could? You know I could talk for. A I days. know you can. I know <laughs> you can. We'll stop recording and we'll, we'll talk some more. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers, darling. There you go. I told you you'd enjoy that one. And nice is Gal. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I, I really am. And, and thanks for listening to the end. I had no doubt that you would, because the. She's always got plenty of fun stuff to say and she's super interesting. So if you enjoyed that, go and have a little look in the in the back catalogue and there's there's plenty of other great guests that have that have had amazing journeys and, and obviously as you know now that that's the, the idea of this podcast. We we delve into their upbringings and their life today and, and, and predominantly focus on the the songs that have soundtracked that and 
and and their creativity and and how that's come to fruition. So thanks again for listening, and I will see you next week for another episode. Bye bye. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW.